0: to the seventh episode of the LTOW podcast, the podcast where your boys, LT, and OW laugh and talk about our world.
1: And on today's episode, we're talking about surviving death.
0: Yes. So um, once again, said it in the last episode, but we are recording this directly after we recorded the last episode. Of course. So there's not much that we're going to catch up on in the beginning, kind of do our, you know introductory thing. We figured this will be a shorter episode and we'll kind of get right to the chase. Um, So in that, uh, Lucas and I were just chatting and we were like, okay, what could we talk about, you know, that's like on our minds? Because we never want to like force a conversation. That's not something we're thinking about. That's not something that's interesting to us. So um, I was like, oh, I watched like two episodes of this show called Surviving Death on Netflix recently. And it's like trending right now. And probably in like two weeks, it might not be. Um, So maybe it's less topical than I think it is now. Um, right. But I mentioned I started it and I mentioned we could have an interesting conversation about it and kind of keep this episode a little bit shorter. So, um, that's the plan. So, uh, I think we'll just hop into it. Right. Do you right. have anything you want to
1: No, I, I'm ready
0: to go when you are. Okay. So I watched two episodes of the show. Lucas hasn't seen
1: it. I've Never even heard of it until
0: now. Right. Um, so yeah, I'll just I think it would be kind of a fun dynamic for me to kind of tell Lucas about it at the same time I'm kind of telling you guys about it, and maybe some of you guys have seen it. um and again, it's also interesting because I had to bail on the show. I only watched two episodes because i I was bothered. <laughs> so I'll explain that. and uh, I just talked very briefly about it with Lucas, so he like you know okayed the idea for this episode. so um, yeah, um, so surviving death it is um a show. That just come out recently on Netflix very recently um I think even like maybe 2021 um
1: oh really that recent? yeah
0: it says 2021 so it came out very recently interesting and the reason I saw it is I was on my Netflix I was looking for you know some kind of easy show to watch something interesting um after work one day uh I think at the end of last week uh, and, yeah, and I, I saw, you know, like, number six in the top ten in the U.S. today, you know, like how Netflix tells you. Yep. And I read the info, and I'm not going to read it to you, but it was basically, you know, like, where do we go? It was called Surviving Death again, and it basically said, like, where do we go after we die? Um, Like, are mediums real? Like, Like, and all this stuff about spiritual and, like like, we tackle the lifelong question about death and spirituality and everything. I was like, oh, this is interesting. It's like a five or six episode, you know, documentary series. I was like, this sounds like my kind of jam. This sounds interesting. I'm ready. I'll just hop on, right? So, um, first episode's called something about, like, near-death experiences or something like that. You know, and intentionally, I think I'm gonna, you know, I could pull out my phone and, like, look at everything, but I kind of think it would be, more interesting just for me to recall everything from, like, the end of last week. It's so like a week ago, I guess. Right. If I can just kind of recall what it was like to watch it. And maybe it was, like, over the weekend. I, I forget exactly when I watched it, but I'm just going to kind of recall what it was like for me. So first episode was called something like Near-Death Experiences. I was like, oh, okay, this is going to be fascinating, right? Um, So I start it, and it's so fascinating. It starts off right away with a lot of action. And it's like this woman... Who I think was like a doctor or something, you know, like educated, uh, and basically she's like, yeah, I went on like a whitewater rafting trip with my friends, like this intense whatever, in you know some like South American country, and she was explaining like, oh, is it going to be this fun thing? We went on, on this trip, and basically then she's you know talking to the camera, you know they've got her in front of this pretty background, you know, to out, outdoors talking to this camera, and then she's explaining um, her trip and basically her story is that like, she tumbled off this path and went down this weird way. And, you know, her kayak got flipped and she got stuck underwater and she hit her head on rocks and like basically like gone off this waterfall even or something. And like she was stuck underwater in her kayak and like couldn't breathe. And basically she said she was underwater for 30 minutes, which is like ridiculous. She had lost constant consciousness. She hadn't, breathed you know and apparently a couple people nearby kind of seen some of this go down and tried to save her and weren't really successful in it mm-hmm. and you know they you know didn't know where she was and they anyway one of them luckily finds her like 30 minutes later and then pulls her out and you know they thought she was dead for sure um but you know they're doing their best to like bring her back to life and cpr and whatever, and she says she's, you know, purple and puffy and, you know, gross and, um, you know, she's, like, clinically dead. Right? Right. And no somehow brain, out no of... brain activity. Right, and somehow out of some miracle they bring her back to life, these, like, two dudes who, who are just, like, out there. And then, again, it's, like, a long way. They have to carry her through, like, the forest to, like, a road. And, like, coincidentally there's an ambulance there, or, like, nearby, or they... I, 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 I forget exactly. And then still she was supposed to die and they they called her husband who was back in the united states and said oh she's not going to make it through the night most likely um somehow she did and then she was supposed to have brain damage like severe brain damage and physical damage she has no brain damage somehow like and like all of this is like okay that's great it was a miracle it was some kind of crazy coincidence but like oh well you know what i mean like right but then she starts telling her experience like what it felt like for her to like die and come back to life and you expect she's going to say, oh, it was painful, and I was freaking out, and I was anxious. But, like, she tells it, and she's like, oh, I was so calm. I was, like, knew I was dying, and I was okay with it. And it was, like, last moments, basically. um, And not because she was, like, one of those people who was just, like, you know, I'm ready for death. Because she wasn't, but it was, like, because she was young. And she had kids and, you know, a husband. But it was, like, something about it that felt like a warm blanket to her or something. And then she talked about, you know, she was, like, all of a sudden in this place with like this tunnel and she was seeing this tunnel and like vibrant colors and she was going on this journey and it felt warm and she was happy and she like had these beings reaching out to her and she like spoke with them and she didn't want to go back to earth. She was so happy there, all this stuff. And like technically this is like scientifically, this is like impossible to happen. Right. Because like she has no brain activity. She's dead, you know? Um, and i was like sitting here watching i'm like this is so good i'm so into this like what is the explanation behind this whatever and then uh one of my complaints with surviving death was like it was very clear w- what side they were on like they weren't being completely Im- like impartial, impartial. Yeah. they they took the side of like all this stuff is real right like what do you think about near death experiences lucas do you think they're real do you like
1: like experiences like that i mean I guess it's it's like how Like you... without
0: I just wanna say like without watching the show, like how do you feel? Do you think
1: do I think that, that like
0: really there is some type of when you die, like you go through this mystical portal and this whatever and see color or do you think there's like a scientific explanation for why the brain experiences this?
1: I mean the only thing I could conceive of from a scientific standpoint by somebody who would experience something like this is kind of the same reason, like you can't picture yourself dead, like it's impossible because you can't imagine really? an it's existence just, you think without you. Nothing so or, yeah. I mean, what I would think is it would be something comparable to your brain is make like, you, your brain is a tendency to to invent reasons for things, like if you like, for example. um it's it, – there's been research, at least this is what we were talking about Mr. Miles when we were doing psychology, that if you're doing an action and you don't know why you're doing it, if somebody asks you why you're doing that, you invent a reason. Right. Like particularly with people with split brains or whatever. But what, what I'm getting at is the brain will create a reason or, or some – like an explanation for for why you were gone. But that doesn't make sense in this particular example, because there was no brain activity. Right. And there's examples like, for example, when, when I underwent surgery and I was knocked out with anesthesiacs, uh, I was just, I was just unconscious. Like I don't, like I don't have these same experiences. Right. So I really, you really can explain it.
0: Right. And that's kind of what I was thinking. Like, um, and all the while, like I was very much enjoying this episode because then after her and her experience, they kind of went on to talk about, so many other people who have like literally almost died or did die technically. And right. Were revived. Um, And all of them had a very similar experience of like, oh, I was going through this tunnel. There's bright lights. Um, One guy, you know, his dad died when they were at a young age. And like he was like a teenager and his dad died and they had fought a lot and they never made up and they never gotten along. Right. And his entire life, he's just been. That's has been his regret. He feels terrible about it, that he and his dad never were on a good page. And it was because, like, their life was difficult and whatever. And this guy, you know, he's some type of electrical worker. And he tells this story, you know, I, like, you know, basically got... I fell off of the thing where I was on the wires and I crushed all the ribs on one side. And right. basically I got rushed to the hospital and then they... And he wasn't going to die from the accident, but basically they gave him a lot of painkillers and gave him like this one specific chemical that was supposed to help with inflammation or whatever. And for whatever reason, he was allergic to it. And he had this severe allergic reaction. And then like, basically he just like all of a sudden, his story wasn't like, oh, I was in excruciating pain and I was so worried. And it was like, and then I was fading away. And then that was it. His story is like, just kind of out of nowhere, all of a sudden, it's just like, he's like in this, you know, swirling light, swirling color, and he's like floating, and he's looking down, and there's the ocean, and he sees someone standing in the water, like in the shallow water, and then he realizes it's his dad, and then he's down there, and he's in front of his dad, and, you know, it's his real dad, and he says, you know, I'm so sorry, I love you, whatever, he talks to him, and then his dad is like, they make up, and then they have this moment, and they hug, and his dad holds him apart from him, and whatever, and then his dad kind of says, but you still have business on earth. You have to go back. And he's like, oh no, I don't want to go back. I want to stay here with you. But his dad is like, you have to go back. You just, you do. And then he's like, all right. And then he goes back. And then, right. you know, they say, you know, in the real world, he was, you know, unconscious, no brain activity, clinically dead. Uh, and they were able to revive him with CPR and certain techniques. And they gave him another, you know, medicine that was supposed to flush out the, you know, like whatever it is. Right. Um. And I was just sitting here, I was like, this is really cool, and this is, you know, scientifically unexplainable. Um, again, I still did have the complaints about, like, they didn't really have any, you know... Um,
1: People on the counter. Like, it.
0: cynics on, or what what is it called? Uh, skeptics. 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 They didn't have any skeptics on to, like... And, like, they had doctors on, but every time they had a doctor on or a qualified, you know, like, brain neuroscientist, they had them just say... Oh, yeah, I witnessed this experience and there's no scientific explanation and I can't believe it, right? Um, When I've heard about near-death experiences before, lots of people say, oh, when people are dying or about to die or an excruciating amount of pain or whatever, the brain can just kind of flood itself with these psychoactive, um, you know, psychedelic, basically, drugs that the brain just makes. It just floods it. Right. when I had heard about near-death experiences before the show, I was just kind of, like, always, like, oh, basically they're just tripping, right? Right, It's basically, like, the brain is, like, okay, this is painful and we're dying, so, like, here's a ton of, like, basically LSD, you know, like, (laughs) yeah. let's, you know. And that was always my explanation, and that made sense, but, like, in this documentary, they did have, you know, doctors come on and say there is no brain activity, so there's, like, no way that, you know, these people could have been perceiving anything Uh, you know what i mean so yeah
1: and you were also talking about how like people would be revived and they would talk about things they heard
0: right there was there was a woman who basically died again after giving childbirth in um in you know the hospital and the baby came out fine was healthy whatever and then she like started dying of this certain problem, c-section something i don't know and she was like losing blood basically and then, yeah, she flatlined, uh, so that meant no brain activity, and, like, her heart stopped, and she was clinically dead for, like, 10 minutes or something, which is like, right. a long time. And um, then, basically, she has this whole thing where she's, you know, she was had an out-of-body experience. Like, when she was dead, she, like, could see herself on the table from, like, the doctor's perspective where they're operating on her, basically. Yeah. And, like she was like looking over the shoulder of one of the doctors and she could recall things after she woke up and after she was revived and she was in the hospital. And I think she had a coma for two weeks after this. Cause it was, you know, she died, you know? Yeah. After she came out of her coma, she talked to doctors and she could recall things that people said in the emergency room that she would have had no way of knowing. Yeah. You know? And I'm kind of sitting here thinking like, okay, well she's like, almost dead, basically dead, and she's tripping because her brain is basically flooding with psychedelics, and then she's just, like, you know, the tiniest in touch with reality so she can hear and, like, barely see things, and then just because of all the psychedelics, she's just, you know, perceiving it differently, and I think, you know, my theory, or, like, the kind of thing I kept saying as, like, a skeptical person, like, could still potentially hold up but then again they had doctors on saying there was no
1: brain activity right none of this is explainable they couldn't have perceived it it's not possible right
0: so you know and again like i kind of mentioned like on the first episode of this podcast like i've kind of been talking about like recently i think i've just been more open to stuff you know i just want to be right less and be just question more Mm -hmm. so i was you know kind of going into this like okay i'm open maybe you know there is this tunnel and there are these beings you speak to and there are these profound experiences and maybe it's not heaven, but maybe it's some type of consciousness after the brain ceases because there's still so many things about consciousness that scientists can't understand and all this stuff. You know what I mean?
1: Right. No, I am. Um, I actually have two interesting things I wanted to bring up about this. One of them was uh, – one of them was – related to your near-death experiences thing now this this book was more religious in nature it was clearly from written from a religious perspective but it was called it was 90 minutes in heaven is what it was called mm-hmm. and basically what this guy was what happened to him was he was driving in the like it was heavy was at night and it was like a narrow like one car bridge and it was raining and he couldn't see and he went over the hump and there was a semi there and it crushed the car like, so the car had been, like, crushed against the side, and he was, like, declared dead at the scene. And so then what happened, if I remember correctly, was there was a, pr- uh, a, a priest that was driving by, and he's like, he's like, just accent, he's like, yo, what's up? And they're like, oh, just some dead guy. And he's like, oh, is there anyone I need to say, uh, anyone I need to de- deliver some prayers to? And he's like, no, there's only him. They're- everyone else is fine. He's like, okay, I'll deliver last rites to this guy. And then so he's doing the prayers or whatever, and then the priest claims that the guy started started saying the prayers with him, and he freaked the fuck out. He's like, "Dude, what the fuck?" Yeah. And so and so, meanwhile, the guy, the guy that died, he was declared dead at the scene, was talking about how he like similar to you, bright lights. He heard music in the background. He felt happy, and he sees all these family members that have passed on. And he was hanging out, and he was talking to them. He was so overjoyed, and similar to you, they're like, "You have to go back." And he's like, "Why? I don't want to go back." And he's like, "You have unfinished business. You have to go back." And so then he got drugged back by the by the um, got drugged back to, you know, our world or whatever, mm-hmm. and told this experience. And I just thought it was eerily similar to the experience that these guys give off. And I mean. Mm-hmm. One could argue similar to the alien argument that the people hear these things and they, um, you know, they're like, oh, well, that's what I experienced when I was brain dead. When mm-hmm. in actuality, they're just like, they think they did. Mm-hmm. But it, it happens to so many different people of so many different backgrounds that why would you lie about that? Yeah,
0: and it's kind of interesting because if you have this like very straightforward skeptical view that I probably used to have – um you know, when I was younger and it was just like, no, when you die, there's absolutely nothing. Um, and it's impossible to imagine what absolutely nothing is. But when, cause I just consciousness, everything that has to do with the brain, everything that has to do with experience and perception is all just physical. There's always a scientific, it's this dope. It's like this, you know, neurotransmitter. This chemical, yeah. It's this chemical. It's this working with this. And the fact that we don't understand it all doesn't mean, you know, that it's, beyond us it's just that we haven't understood it yet you know that's kind of always and I'm not saying I've completely given up that I, I still hold that to be a complete possibility and there's some type of you know explanation that we don't understand but it's like kind of difficult when you hear these things to like completely you know hold and tether consciousness to this I to this like everything is completely physical and scientific because consciousness can't really be explained by like physics you know we can't just create a human brain as scientists that like thinks and feels like we do so
1: no and and the second thing i wanted to bring up Mm -hmm. related to this was there was this experiment done during a tuberculosis outbreak in the early 20th century or late 19th century i don't remember so important and it was it was i watched this show when i was a kid it was like similar to this it was called it was called like twisted. It was like twisted but true. It mm-hmm. was like a bunch of a bunch of old experiments or whatever. Mm-hmm. And this guy was talking about this. Like he, there was this scientist that was like, I want to determine uh, the weight of the human soul. And he's like, Here's how I'm gonna do it: is he had a bunch of these tuberculosis pa- t- tuberculosis patients when they were about to die, they would lie on his bed that would weigh them. And then when he died he would measure the change in weight and every time a person died there was a change of precisely like a pro well, not precisely but approximately 21 grams and then he's like well it's possible that you know they were you know when they uh heaved their last breath because tuberculosis is a violent way to die mm-hmm. he's like thinking maybe they had a coughing fit when they died maybe that tips the scale or whatever so then he did the experiment, didn't change the weight. He's like, well, maybe it's just when a thing, like something, like when anything happens and they die on this thing. So then what he did was he, <laughs> this is kind of fucked up. He
0: killed some dude on his No, no, weight, no, no, huh? no, 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 no.
1: What he did was he, <laughs> he, uh, he tried the experiment on dogs and what he would do was he would have dogs on a treadmill and then he would tighten a thing and suffocate them. Oh my God. Yeah. I told you it was dark. This makes me sad. And, and there was no change in weight.
0: So dogs don't have souls.
1: So dogs don't have souls.
0: I'm sorry. This is shoddy. Science. Well, I, science I'm not. Listen, listen. Best.
1: I'm not saying that it's credible.
0: Right. You're not defending but it. Like,
1: but it's like, but you know, there's the argument that that dogs don't have a conscious consciousness, at least one that we can understand. Right. And so the argue, I guess, the argument that this guy was trying to make was well. I tried my best to have a legitimate thing, and this is what I pulled up, 21 grams, man. That's kind of crazy. Right. And I I actually was interested in this experiment because I was like, this is kind of wild for this to just be some obscure thing. So I looked up, like, you know, I looked up criticisms or whatever. And, I mean, there were a couple things, but most of them were just, like, the exact same things you try to address. So it's pretty much in, like, it's inconclusive is what I should say. Okay. But I don't know if I necessarily agree with this guy, yeah, particularly I mean, because like, he killed dogs. Have,
0: well, right. And I would also have trouble. I mean, of course, I don't know. And, of course, it's hard to rationalize or try to explain what you think is more likely when you don't have any clue. But I would, you know, it is kind of my first impulse to say, like, you know, I do think that if we had a soul, which I'm not sure about, right. and if we had this kind of consciousness that was separate from physiological science, I don't know if it would weigh anything. You know what I mean? Yeah, no, I like I, don't know. I would think it might be purely in another realm. It's it's a spiritual thing. It's a, another dimension. It's right. I I wouldn't think like it's this th- thing that is weighing on you constantly that leaves, you know, like but I mean, again, like there's a lot that we don't know anyway. So I'm watching this show and this is absolutely fascinating to me and they've got these cool visuals on this show. The show looks really nice. They put a lot of money into it. Mm-hmm. And I'm like this is awesome, you know, and again, like, they're trying to convince me, and I, you know what, I'm somewhat being convinced by this, because I'm open to the idea, and I've just kind of, I think, developed, and like, we talked about on the aliens episode, like, almost all of the kind of science and reasoning with that is, isn't like, we have a reason why aliens should exist, it's human experience and human experience after like, you know, people telling their stories, which largely can just be written off by skeptics and by people who just want to have a more cynical view of the world. They say, Oh, well people are just making it up or, Oh, people are just mentally deranged and that can be true. But I don't know, as I've gotten older, I've kind of taken this human experience to mean more to me. I used to just write it off, but now I hear all these people, you know, emotionally telling their stories on this documentary person after person has had this near-death crazy experience that then has just changed their lives. Like, I don't know, it was pretty moving and it was pretty, like, you know, thought-provoking. So, anyway, there's a lot of interesting things to unpack and it's so complicated about do we live after death. So, I do want to make it clear, though, for this episode we, we plan not to have a full-on, complete spiritual, religious dissection and conversation about do we live after death. That's Like, that's not the point of this episode. Uh, just because right. we don't have the time available, and you know we're pre-recording this episode, and you know we just really wanted to just have this t- conversation about this show and yeah. like dabble in this stuff, and we'll, I, I think we're we'll succeeding get, right now. I'm enjoying this conversation a lot, but like, we'll
1: get deeper later.
0: We're I we definitely have episodes planned down the road to like have this full on like right not to pretend like we're any smarter or cooler, you know better than we think. You know, I'm not saying, you know, we're going to completely shatter people's minds or anything. We're not, you know, scientifically trained. We're not like the smartest people. I mean, we're smart, but like we're just going to have good one-on-one conversations about lots of this stuff in more depth later. later. And that'll take into consideration our own kind of viewpoints and opinions and the stuff later. But I I think we're doing a good job of fitting what we're trying to fit into this episode in, you know, right? I, um, so do you have anything more to say about this first episode? I mean,
1: no, I, I think that pretty much covers it, at least in terms of what I what I have experienced right. in this subject. And yeah, so
0: and like again, that. it's like, it's just inconclusive, and I think I'm, I'm going to have to do more research because I still am interested in this, and I still am, you know, fascinated by that first episode of surviving death. Um, so I'll have to do some outside research to see if they really are kind of, you know, giving not false information but if they're really trying to persuade people more than is real and if there really are some scientific explanations that just the show didn't really bring to light um and I kind of want to know if there's any weight to kind of my original theory which I don't know is true or not but it's just that you know when people die or when people go through near-death experience their brains you know have the psychedelic drug basically um, flood and cuz i've i've heard that before i don't know where i've heard that before but i don't know just something to think about it's a very interesting thing anyway so now back to my experience with watching the show so then I, I i finished that episode and it was like 10:30 and i was tired because it was it was just, it was a work night so it was probably like exactly a week ago now um and i was like oh i'm tired i should go to bed but i was like uh but i'm so interested in this show and i'm still thinking about it so I tap onto the second episode. And the second episode is called like something like Spiritual Mediums or something. And I'm a little bit more hesitant, but I don't really pay attention because I'm just excited to get more of this content and more of this you know, thought process and more information. And then this one had a much tougher time kind of making me not skeptical and kind of uh, giving me more, you know, like... This one had a tougher time fascinating me, like the first one. Yeah, right. Um, So this episode kind of talks about, you know, lots of people think mediums are a scam. I would be one of those people. <laughs> Maybe, yes. again, less so these days than, you know, three years ago. But still, I think if someone were to say, can someone communicate with other people's, you know, loved ones who, who, who have died and communicate with their spirits and relay that but it's only a handful of people for whatever reason, unexplained reason. Like, you know, I'm just not really that sold on that idea. But then again, this documentary piece, it's clearly standing on the side of this stuff is real. I mean, again, it's, it frames itself as unbiased, but then again, everything it shows you and the person who made the documentary even is like one of these people who believes in all this stuff. So, um, anyway, but then I'm, uh, watching the second episode and I'm actually kind of somewhat getting convinced, not like fully and not like I would tell someone, yes, this is real, but the footage they're showing is incredible. It's like this meeting of 30 people and this person who's a medium, who's like this Irish woman, uh, who's awesome, who like, I I feel like I'd get along with, like she's cool and she's middle-aged and she's talking about this stuff and she's like, okay, um, let's start it basically. And then she just kind of goes from the crowd who have loved ones who are supposed to be thinking about those loved ones. And then like, she basically communicates with the spirits of those loved ones. And it it's kind of seems like BS, but, like, the footage was kind of incredible. There are 30 people, and then she goes, all right, does anyone have a Robert? Um, And someone, like, sheepishly raises their hands, like, yeah, yeah, I have a loved one who's named Robert. And she's like, okay, father figure? And this person's like, yeah, yeah, my father. And then she just kind of went on and on and was like, every time she was like, yep. And then, like, I don't know, some of it seemed kind of vague. And it's like, okay, could you, this just be someone who's really good at reading people and really good at, you know, knowing people's life stories and a similar thing. And for a while, it seems like that's totally possible. But then there's some, you know, stuff that's very specific. And I can't recall right away. But then an example is like right at the end of this person's, you know, kind of turn, like their communication with Robert, their dad who had died. You know, and they'd already gone through, like, things like cause of death, you know, things near the end of his life, what he was into, you know, whatever, all being uncovered by this person who doesn't know this other person. Like, the medium doesn't know this person in the crowd. And then at the end, she's like, the medium's about to go on to, like, another person or another spirit or whatever. And then it goes, wait, 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 Robert says something about oranges? Was there something he had to tell you about oranges or something? And then... Then the person was, like, crying, and they were like, I'm shocked. Like, it was something about... I don't... I forget. Maybe it wasn't oranges. I don't know. It was something very weirdly specific. And then this person was like, yeah, that was my dad's, like, livelihood. It was, like, his job. He worked on a farm. Or, like, he specifically loved these... I, I forget. And it had something to do with his death as well. And I don't know. It just seemed like, oh, my goodness. Like, this... Is there something to this? Mm-hmm. So... And again, I'm still largely skeptical of this. But then... Um, just to kind of f- – so then to open the floor to discussion between you and I, Right. I'm just going to finish my experience with the show and why I haven't watched another episode. Um, The episode goes <laughs> yes. on, and it keeps going just deeper and deeper. And you can tell, like, as the show goes on, it's more and more emboldened to, like, get you know, bold in their get, like, statements. Get weird. And, like, yeah. And because they're like, okay, by this point, we've got the audience hooked, so now we're just going to, like, let the BS run free, it felt like, <laughs> at least. Because – then there's this lady who's this physical medium who has to, you know, get tied down and go in this dark room to, like, physically let her body be taken over by a spirit to then, you know, have a seance and, like, you know, desk levitating and stuff. And I'm just, you know, this is, like, hereditary to me, like the movie. Um, Anyway, then this person, this medium, this physical, spiritual medium is explaining that when the body of a physical medium gets taken over they excrete ectoplasm. And I'm watching mm. this. I'm like, what? And she's like giving this, le- like, this is live footage of like this lecture she's giving to this crowd. And she, like, I think it was this crowd of people who wanted to learn how to be spiritual mediums. Mm-hmm. And she's like, yeah, ectoplasm. And she has this accent. And she's like, ectoplasm only comes out. um, And it's the, and like, ectoplasm is not a real thing. Like, I know, like, what is it? And then she basically is like, but it's very sensitive to light, so you have to do this in the dark. And the second the lights come on, to like take a picture, to f- like get footage of it, it shoots back into your body and leaves you burned and bruised on the inside. Um, but she was saying like ectoplasm. When I'm getting you know taken over by a spirit, ectoplasm comes out of every hole. It comes out of my eyes, my ears, my nose, my belly button, and then. She was, like, explaining, like, and this one time for evidence we tried to get pictures of the ectoplasm with red light, uh, like, d- this dim red light, and we tried, and it shot back into my body, and then all they had for evidence of ectoplasm was, like, this picture of her belly button that was just very red, implying that the ectoplasm, like, zhoop, backed into her, and, like, violently. Oh, no. And I'm watching this, and I was, like, again, because I was kind of riding the high of the first episode of like, this is so interesting. I'm getting bought right. and sold. Like I was like letting, I was kind of almost like handing my mind over to be convinced by this documentary. Cause I knew after I stopped watching it, I would still, you know, be skeptical and I'd still be confused. and I still wouldn't know the answers. Um, so I was kind of allowing myself to get, and then at this point I just kind of like, it was almost like a slap in the face. Like I got woken up and I was like, yo, this documentary is BS. Like, <laughs> what the hell is ectoplasm? Are you seriously trying to buy me that, like, this person just gets this gooey crap that just comes out of them that isn't a an element on the table, that isn't a thing you can find in the real world, that's, like, some type of psychic, spiritual, like, gunk. That like, you
1: can't take pictures
0: of. That, like, conveniently, yeah, is, like, sensitive to light. And, like, I don't know. So I was just like, okay, this is BS, but I'm still going to, like, watch the rest of this episode. And then it moves on to this person who's a uh, physical medium again. And her job is to – she she's like, oh, I don't have a doctor's license. Um, I'm not a trained doctor. I know nothing about health. Um, and I showed Lucas, like, a bit of this clip yeah, so yes. he understood. Um, and it's this, you know, person – who basically, you know, heals people by letting the spirit of a dead person named Dr. James, who was an Englishman from the 1800s, like, take over her body, and then she gives people energy through the spirit, or Dr. James, rather, gives people energy through, like, you know, through her physical body to heal people of any physical or emotional, like, things that they're dealing with. Um, And then there's, like, footage of it happening. (laughs) And it's the wildest thing it's like this you know middle-aged blonde kind of chubby woman who's like has you know then this guy who you know has this physical ailments and this like mental stuff he's gone through he was like a veteran you know he had problems with his hands he had mental problems and she has him lying on, on his back on the table and she's like all right now like now I'm gonna go through the process of becoming Dr. James or letting Dr. James rather take over my body and there's just silence for a bit and she closes her eyes And then all of a sudden, she stops talking normally, and she goes, Yes, dear boy, like... Like, can you even do the accent that I showed you? She's like,
1: There, there, boy, I... I, Dr. James is here uh, for you.
0: I find you... uh, you're struggling, yes, with like this and that. And I I was just watching this like middle-aged woman speak weirdly and she never opened her eyes. She like had this face on. She was like acting, it seemed like.
1: It was
0: rough. It was wild. It was cringey. You could find that on a cringe compilation.
1: It was something.
0: Right. And then after being kind of woken up by this ectoplasm thing and like not kind of getting snapped out of my trance almost of like letting the show convince me of things, I was like what is this? I mean, it was. this was cringy. This was weird. This is like, it seems like how could a dead person who's passed on, who can only like kind of communicate with these other mediums that you see in the beginning, like how could Dr. James take over her body and give this person energy? So then like, you know, like near the end. And I don't think we got to this part. Um, She was like to help with your condition, dear boy. I, I put some, I'll tuck some good, pure energy right right here. And she, like, rubs his neck. And she's like, this is the finest energy I have. And she, like, says stuff like that. What the shit? Yeah, and I was just like, oh, my gosh. Like, this show has turned from, like, this scientific combined with, like, human experience like deep dive into this you know interesting unsolvable human question about our consciousness and about our and about our lifetimes and about what's after death and about all these interesting things and it's now like turned into this like ghost documentary like it's like you know one of those like fake ghost shows that like you could watch right. as a kid yeah we talked about on our aliens episode it's like that almost like, I am watching propaganda, so then I just, I guess I finished the episode, I just chucked through it, because there was, like, only, like, five, ten minutes left, and then I just went to bed, and then I haven't watched another episode since, so, um, I don't know, I was surprised, because, like, again, it kind of clickbaited me as well, in a way, like, I was so hyped for this show, it sounded so cool, and it just come out, and it's trending on Netflix, so clearly a ton of other people are watching this. So I hope other people are also kind of realizing that this seems like BS.
1: Have you looked at any of the other episodes? Do any of the other ones look interesting? I could tell you
0: what they're called. Here, I'll pull it up on my phone right now. No. Uh, So the first one's called Near-Death Experiences. The second one's called Mediums Part 1. The third one's called Mediums Part 2. So if I wanted to continue, I have to endure. I have to watch. It says, A medium leads a seance, deeply moving a student. Plaster casts of spirit hands. Uh, physical manta- manifestations of the dead are explored. So that sounds like BS. And then the fourth episode is called Signs from the Dead. Fifth episode is called Seeing Dead People. And the sixth episode is called Reincarnation. So some of those sound interesting to me. Like reincarnation is something that's interesting. Mm-hmm. And it's like a long thought about theory that who knows if it's true or not. But I don't know, Lucas, do you think this physical, uh, physical medium now, Here's the is thing. real.
1: Here's the thing. Is is if you had asked me a couple months ago, I'd be like, "That's bullshit." But I stumbled across one YouTube video that may have individually changed my mind. Do I think most psychics? I think if there's such thing as a true psychic, like somebody who can communicate with the dead or beyond the veil of reality, they're very. They're calling
0: them mediums. The in mediums. The yeah, sorry. No, yeah. no, you're
1: fine. They're very rare. And most of them are just cash-grabbing lunatics, right? Of course, that be- either believe it or they want to make money,
0: right? And on this show, just quickly, on this show, they do mention like some of these people who they have on as mediums are like, "Oh, I can't stand the fake ones. There's so many fake ones. I'm the real one." Yeah, you know? exactly.
1: And I and and the only, like the reason I say that is because I watched this YouTube video, and and keep in mind, take this all with a relative grain of salt. Because this guy was from over a hundred years ago. The guy, um, the guy was, um, you know, all of the biographies about him are clearly very positive in his, in like how he is viewed or whatever. And, but basically, he's, he's depicted as like the father of modern mediums or whatever. Okay. And, and the reason that i'm convinced is just the sheer volume of readings that are recorded basically how this guy what this guy was is um he was just a dude that um worked with his dad or worked with his dad as a photographer like he was just a photographer and then um he got really interested in in spiritualism and he tried it out and he, uh, one time when he was in a hypnotic state, he he gave a recommendation for a cure for an illness that somebody <laughs> was dealing with and they tried it out and it worked. And now obviously the guy didn't know he was giving giving the this sort of reading or whatever. So when he came out of the trance, he was like, what? What did I do? And then when they told him they that he had recommended this thing, the, the guy was like, don't do that. I don't have any medical experience. Don't do that. That's crazy. Don't. That's mm-hmm. you're gonna hurt yourself. And then they tried it anyway, and it worked. And so, and then you know he's like, that's weird. Like this guy was a photographer. He hadn't had any medical experience or anything. So was
0: this YouTube video you watched? Was it this like a, a like a mini documentary on this guy? Yeah. Or, okay. Yes, okay. it was. was and
1: and so, basically, this guy was like, you know, people came up to him, these doctors and scientists who wanted to document it, were like, we'll pay you good money to give out these readings because they knew that this guy was a cash cow. And he's like, nah, I just want to do photography because he's a big photography guy. I love photography, but then his photography place burned down and he's like, crap, I need to make some money. So he's like, fine. All right, I'll take your money and we'll work together under the condition that all of the readings I give are free. And so What happens is he gives – he starts giving these readings and they become very popular because they're very successful. He gives all these – like people tell him ailments. People ask him certain things about like their future and stuff like that and he can – and he he gives them advice. Mm -hmm. And so now keep in mind this guy was devoutly uh, Christian. And some of the things he was talking about, like for example, uh, he talked about reincarnation he talked about other spiritual things that he woke up and he was actually pissed off that he had said these things because they went against his beliefs. Mm -hmm, Right. Uh, And so wild. And so he would talk about these things and and he really didn't like that. He was giving all this advice because he didn't trust himself because he was really anxious that if somebody died from one of the Mm -hmm. recommendations he gave, gave, he would feel horrible. So then he was always like really nervous, but eventually he hired a secretary and his secretary would, uh, record his, like trans, like would transcribe his, uh, readings. So there are like thousands, uh, or at least over a thousand, uh, tra- transcripts of different readings he did for mm-hmm. people. And, um, so that's why it's so well documented. And, uh, basically this guy became a medium against his own will, but eventually established some, some hospital of spirituality or whatever, which basically was like a learning place about his, his theory of the world based on this spiritual connection he had or whatever. Mm-hmm. And the only reason that I truly believe that this guy was a psychic is because of how reluctant he was and how much he hated it. Right. And and um obviously, he could be played up that he was like, you know, he was a super selfless guy or whatever in these books, but I mean the transcripts are the transcripts, you know, yeah. like they're mm-hmm. unless her, the secretary fudged with them. I know. I, right. Yeah, yeah. And so I, I mean, I could be convinced. I'm like, you know what? It's interesting. Right. And it's I, interesting.
0: That's like the same thing with me. Like when I was watching the beginning part of the second episode, again, after I was kind of like happy with the show after the first episode, I was kind of like seeing these mediums and I was like, you know what? They're recalling specific things. And they had this guy on who had like lost his father, Uh, And this was just some real ordinary person. And he was like, I was a skeptic. I am a skeptic. My sister had an experience with a medium. I was like, okay, that's good for you that you had a good experience with a medium. But I'm sorry, I don't believe it, basically. Right. And then he tells the story of like, okay, eventually he, because his sister had it, he like had a, you know, a medium come over and have this, you know, session with him. And he's this whole time he's skeptical you know, and he's got this whole theory that he explained, but like to the camera, he was like, you know, the you know people who lose loved ones and then do this are so desperate to hear what they want to hear, and they'll kind of take something that's very general and broad that the mm-hmm. medium is telling you because it's a scam, you know, and then they'll like think, oh, this is real and be convinced by it, and he like refused to do this. So then he tells a story, um, which if you watch this episode, I guess you'll see, uh, you know he like tells a story that he, the medium's supposed to come over and he like you know talks to his dad, you know, his dad who's passed on, you know, talk like looks up at the sky, you know, and like he's like, "Okay, dad, if you're there, if you're listening, if this is real, then when this, you know, you're communicating with me through this medium, you know, say something about my hair," which doesn't make any sense, but like that if they say something about my hair, then I'll know you're listening and I'll know this is real because like I'm telling you to Basically, you know, because that's something that, you know, a medium wouldn't just bring up. Oh, your hair, you know, whatever. So then he tells the so story. He thought this, just for my own clarification. Yeah, he just thought this okay. in his head as he was, or maybe even said it out loud, but like no one was around. He was just talking okay. to his dad who had died like a year ago or something. And then this medium comes over, and then, and this is all from this guy's perspective. He's telling the story. So then the medium comes over. And, you know, he's enjoying it, and it seems real, but, you know, he has all of these right. reservations, and he's still skeptical. Nothing about his hair comes up. It's all kind of vague, but it's all about his dad, and it all kind of makes sense. And he's like, okay, well, I guess it's not real. And then the, the medium kind of turns around to leave for the door, and then, and then turns around again and go, kind of goes, you know, I think he wants me to say something about your hair. Like...
1: I don't know questioning
0: like something about your hair. I'm not sure exactly what. And then he was just like, Whoa, Mm -hmm. like they, that really just happened. And again, you can't verify that the story is a hundred percent true, but like this guy, you know, it seemed like he was telling it from the heart and like this happened. And I, like at this point in the episode, I'm like getting somewhat convinced of like, maybe there are people who are actually mediums. Like, I don't know. Um, but it was just very interesting because uh, it they did again at the beginning of the episode at least have like these people who are skeptics and these people with different differing viewpoints and again of course the documentaries on the on the side of this is all real but right. it's still like kind of showing oh but here's the person who didn't think it was and has this incredible story that really was incredible um but then again, I kind of lost focus and maybe it's just because I don't believe hard enough I don't know maybe, Dr. James really did take on her body and heal that man.
1: Like, when it starts talking about energy and stuff, that's when I fall off the the train a little bit. Well,
0: honestly, and I don't want to get too into this because, you know, that's not what this episode is for. But, like, if we're talking about all these theories of the universe and the way religion and science and everything interact and reincarnation and all this stuff, one of the theories that I am, like, most willing to believe in... um, Right above like you know like christianity hinduism it's not like a religion but it's like this idea that just like energy people do have energies and energies can mix and when people make music it creates energy and like Mm -hmm. there's energy in like the sun and the earth and stuff and i'm not saying i believe this but like one of this like this kind of theory makes sense to me because you gotta feel it you know so I, I mean, I, ca- I can kind of get the energy thing, but when, yeah, when she's talking about spiritual energy coming from Dr. James, who died in the, you know, 19th century. This is
1: the best energy I have. This is the finest uh, energy <laughs> I have
0: on a face a bit beneath your chin. Like, then I was like, okay, that's, that's not, you know, what I mean by this type of, you know.
1: Right, of course. No, I, um, I don't know. I, like I said, it's interesting. It's all interesting. It's like the alien stuff, you know. I don't know if I I I'm tentative to believe it. Yeah. But it is interesting.
0: I'm at this point in my in my um kind of cycle, I guess, or in my development, I guess I'd say I'm tentative to believe it and I'm definitely skeptical. Of course. But I'm also tentative to like not completely deny. Right. Whereas before I'd be like this is BS. There's all an explanation. And, like, that doesn't really do you much good to have a a viewpoint like that. You know what I mean?
1: It's just every, yeah. Because then it, it denies, mm-hmm. like, the extraordinality of it. Right. Extraordinality. The, no,
0: I, know, I know what you mean. And it's it's true. I do think there's some good benefits from distancing yourself and from trying to really make a point about, you know, organized religion, right? Like if, you know, I I would say I'm mostly an atheist, but I'd say agnostic at this stage. But it's like, you know, I'm definitely not religious. Mm -hmm. Um, But I have no problem with people being religious or having this set of viewpoints. I mean, I'd encourage everyone to, you know, think for themselves and to, you know... Be independent. Expand beyond, like, what they were taught and, you know, think, you know, really ask yourselves all this stuff about the universe and stuff because it's interesting to think about. However, like... um. I guess it's like there's no benefit in trying to, like, tell someone that they can't be Christian because it's not real or because, and again, it seems very unlikely to be real if you read the Bible. I mean, not like I have, but, like, when you, like, look at stuff, stuff just doesn't make sense, right? Mm-hmm. Um, But I guess what I'm trying to get at is there's some point in arguing against, you know, the, the consequences of organized religion. Maybe, you know, like, talking about, you know, like, how somehow white supremacy is linked to christianity Uh in some you know ways and sexism and terrible things and like that's valid and that's that's good and lots of these you know prominent atheists maybe that's all they're arguing against is this type of organized religion and stuff and then there's definitely benefit in saying okay let's draw the line at the psychic kind of stuff because it could be real but maybe there's some benefit in saying it's not because these people are actually crazy, you know, like, you know, like if someone gets so soaked up in this and they think it's completely real and they've dedicated their lives to it, maybe then that's, you know, also a problem. So I'm saying there's some benefit in, you know, being against these things or, you know, being critical of them. But maybe that's different than saying like, no, this is absolutely unreal. There's no chance for this to be real. I know how the world works. Exactly.
1: No, I am... I would say I would draw some comparisons between these guys and televangelists. In the sense that... um In the sense that most... Like, I think... Like, at least in the ones that I've seen. The more eccentric bunch of, of uh, mystics, fi- uh, psychics, and mediums. They're all sort of... They're all really out there. And they all... Well, at least the ones that I've seen. Not the ones in this documentary, because I haven't seen it. But they all... Are trying to make money. And like many of the tests that I've seen of these so called psychics aren't, uh, aren't like, you know, working with the best interests in heart. Like mm-hmm. they yeah. they clearly have a monetary incentive to be psychic. Mm-hmm. So I, I don't know. And like the same thing with televangelists. Like they, cl- like, obviously I would say I, I believe mediums more than I believe televangelists because they're just televangelists are just Mm -hmm. gross yeah in my opinion yeah but yeah no i i don't know it's an interesting i might have to watch it actually i might have to watch the series yeah Uh,
0: you'll have to put yourself through the brutal second episode or the second half of the second episode i guess but um i definitely recommend the first episode um and definitely yeah it's an interesting series called surviving death on netflix um it's what i was talking about this episode um Maybe now that I've talked about it, I'll have to kind of watch the third, fourth, fifth, sixth episode, maybe. (laughs) Oh my, again? (laughs) (laughs) Maybe you don't remember last week Lucas did that.
1: I thought it would be a callback. For me,
0: this is like 45 minutes later. No, I guess it's more than that. Uh, Hour and a half later. uh, Okay, well, on that note, I guess thank you for listening.
1: Yeah, it's been fun. I mean, we're going to... We'll be doing this for online from now on and and it'll be fine. But it'll be a good time, but of course, not going to be as nice seeing you in person. Yeah. Well, great talking to you as always, Lucas. Great talking to you. i will see you guys later. All right. Have a great day. Bye. Bye.